Welcome back to the Suplex Show with Brett A. I'm your host, Brett, and today we're going to be talking about um, WWE, well, not just WWE, but mostly WWE, because they're the only people that do this. But we're going to, sorry, I, I accidentally just clicked something on my phone. Uh, oh my god, that's so embarrassing. Um, we're going to be talking about the most underutilized and like underrated wrestlers of all time, which, you know, should be a fun one, should be a fun one. And uh, this was already the plan, you know, underutilized, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, it was already the plan when yesterday the news broke that Bray Wyatt got released, and he fits perfectly in this category because he was, you know, a great talent, incredible mind for the business that just got released by WWE. So, um, yeah, yeah, perfect timing for this episode. But before we get into and I don't really know what to call this series. Like, yeah, it's basically just kind of like a laid-back episode every time. I don't really know, and I can't think of a name for it, like, maybe, like, the, the suplex, I don't, yeah, I don't know, I can't think of a name for it, um, I, at first I thought about turnbuckle talk, because I'm just kind of talking, you know, off the script, that kind of stuff, but then I, because, and also turnbuckle, because it's wrestling related, but I looked, um, that up yesterday, I don't know why I did, because I was thinking about names yesterday, and I believe it is the name of another podcast. Let me check. Yep, Turnbuckle Talk. It is the name of another podcast. Um, I mean, I technically I do I do them. I um, they they don't well they don't post very often. I post more than them. Uh, I'm clearly the better show. You know, doesn't matter that I don't even have a proper mic. I'm clearly the better show. But yeah, if you have like an original name that you think would be good for this kind of like off the script or off the script. Yeah. Off the script, you know, tongue and cheek kind of just talking, talking, um, series, uh, send it to suplex at gmail.com and I'll make sure to, you know, kind of make note of it and read on an episode and give you a shout out. So, uh, yeah, make sure to do that. But, uh, yeah, for that, um, let's do a little intro. You might notice that I'm a bit, um, A bit, sorry, I don't know, I keep zoning out. A bit quiet today. Um, well, if you have, if you've listened to the past couple of episodes, you know it's because I'm at family's house. Um, you know, people are sleeping. I'm just keeping it down. But, um, yeah, basically what I'm trying to, um, I don't even, I'm so brain dead. I've recorded way too much recently. I think it was because the other two days I've done like, th- in the past two days I've done three recordings because I wasn't able to do one on. Um, was it Thursday? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to keep it down because I'm at my grandma's. But, um, luckily this is my last, um, the last day here. Last day here. We're leaving at like 10-ish today. It's 7.30. So, yeah, I should be, I should be, um, home. I should be at home tomorrow for the show. And I think in the next, like, couple weeks, the shows will be coming out a bit later because I'm starting to do this, like, workout thing for cross country in the morning from uh 7 30 to 8 30 a.m in the morning and usually i record during that kind of time so yeah episodes will probably won't be coming out until a bit later in the day on uh mondays through thursdays but on friday saturday sunday it'll still be roughly the same time so uh yeah look forward to that i guess um yeah um i don't really know don't have a ton else to talk about on the intro i haven't watched any more movies recently or anything i do want to check out that new jungle cruise movie with the rock in it but uh yeah we'll see um but anyway yeah that's really all for the intro let's get to the main portion of the video in which we're kind of just going to talk 
mostly about underutilized and underrated wrestling talents. We'll see you there. Welcome back to the Suplex Show with Brett A. I'm your host, Brett, and now we're going to be going over the uh, kind of the just, well, not like super strictly, but, you know, we're just going to be talking wrestling, but mostly our main topic is, you know, the, like, most um, over, or not overrated, uh, underrated, um, like, underrated wrestlers of all, under, underrated, underutilized wrestlers of all time. So, I think if you're talking, I mean, we might as well start with them, because, you know, uh, you know what happened. Um Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was, he was never the best in-ring worker. I mean, he was good. He's had his fair share of, like, classics, like uh, the Shield six-man tag at Elimination Chamber, I want to say 2013, 2013 to 2014. Um, what else? What else has he done? It might have been 2015, even. I don't think so, though. I'm not sure. But, yeah, the Shield six-man tag, um, Firefly Funhouse, obviously. That was less of a match, but still a very good one. The match with Cena at 30, WrestleMania, was, despite poor booking, uh, was a very, very good match. Um, what else? An, oh, strap match versus Brian at um, Rumble 2020, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, and other than that, I'm not really sure. But you know, and you know, you might just say like Brett, that's like four matches. But I, I didn't start following wrestling till quite recently, and Bray Wyatt has gotten the short end of the stick as of recent years. And Bray Wyatt is never about his wrestling. Well, his wrestling was obviously, you know, wrestling is important for everyone, kind of, uh, in a way. But his what was important to him is the character, and he is m- probably one of the greatest characters of all time. First with the you know cult leader Wyatt family, you know the one that gimmick obviously incredible. You know so gr- like from the mind of Bray too. Normally I'd be like, well, it's just from you know creative's mind. Like obviously Bray's performing it well. This is just like creative, but no creative Bray came up with all this stuff himself. Like the fiend, one of the most like well thought out gimmicks of all time and like the all like just like which is so well thought out like detailed like exposition up the wall zoo wall zoo i don't think that's how you say it you wonder who came up with that bloody bray wyatt mate he's just he has incredible mind for the business and even if he wasn't wrestling i think he would honestly make an incredible writer because he just has such a like mind for the business it's crazy, like, in gimmicks. Like, it, it's honestly crazy. Like, in he he's done, like, the best he can to, like, not, um, like, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. And, like, he's tried to protect his character. But WWE, like, honestly, they hate him. Like, like, I think they do. Because whenever he starts to get momentum, it's always the same bloody thing. You just eats crap like it's not even funny it is not even funny like it honestly it makes me sad it makes me sad um yeah um what else what else um yeah Bray Wyatt it's obviously Bray Wyatt massively underused talent I mean the fact that this man it took him until 2017 when his first world title is like problem enough because he should have bloody won one like right away. But yeah, um, I guess I guess we'll have to move on from wide eventually. But yeah, it sucks that he got released. I hope he goes to AW because the thought of him without a script in AW 
it makes me sound it makes me a very happy Brett. It does. It makes me very, very happy. So uh yeah, yeah. Obviously very underused an underutilized talent. I just spent four minutes talking about how Bray White is an underutilized talent. Look at me go. Another massively well while we're on the topic of um underutilized talents that WWE released. Um I think I'd have to go with probably Samoa Joe is probably the most underutilized that they've released. Probably Joseph. I mean, obviously he's back um, now and he's in NXT where he does good. Everyone does good in NXT. Like Wyatt was good in NXT. Samoa Joe was good in his first run. He's good in the second run in NXT. They're always good in NXT. And then they go up to the main roster. And they might start out fine, but then the wheels on the thing fall apart. Ow, ow. They fall apart. Ouch. They fall apart. Ouch. The wheels on thing, they fall apart. Ouch. All through the town. And that's what happened to Mr. Samojo. The wheels fell off massively. And it wasn't down to him again. Like, he just booked horribly. He never got that. The only real chance he had for uh, world titles when he summer, he made a match at SummerSlam in that Fatal 4-Way with Lesnar, um, Reigns, Joe, Lesnar, Reigns, him, and Braun, and it was an incredible Fatal 4-Way, like, definitely check it out, but he was, like, the fourth wheel in that match, I would say, and then he had the feud with Lesnar, and they had the match of Great Boss Pirate, which was pretty good, it was a pretty good feud, Joe was awesome in it, but he lost that, too, and then he, like, it's just, like, incredibly wasteful what they've done with him, it's, like, it's not even funny. Like, name a, like, he was a U.S. champion for a while, but, like, he never felt like the main event. He, like, he was one of those people who could, like, be there for the main event, but he'd only be there to challenge for the title and lose it. A person who I'd compare this to is, like, Kevin Owens. Like, I could see him as the main eventer, but it feels like he's just there. They just pluck him up for the main event so he can challenge for a title only to lose it. Kind of like with Kofi Kingston. Like, he's mostly kind of, like, a more mid-card guy. They just puck, pluck him up to the main event whenever they feel like it, just just because they need someone to challenge for the title. Kind of like Ray, Ray Mysterio, when he was, like, a tag champion, and they just, like, threw him into a feud with Rowan for a couple weeks, just so he could kind of, like, be a placeholder feud, basically. That's what Joe was to WWE. He's a placeholder feud for the world champ, And that sucks, because Joe should be not just a placeholder feud, for the champion, he should be the champion. He was incredible, and, and I get it. He's slowed down. He's been wrestling for bloody, I don't even know, man. It's been a long, long time, but he's still like amazing. Like it's not even funny. Like the matches he's put on in WWE, like that again, that Fatal Four at SummerSlam, um, match with Lesnar, Great Balls of Fire, in my opinion, is quite good. Um, uh, what else? What else? The Fatal Four at Fastlane was it 2019 with Archer, um. Like, all, all those matches, like, he's so good, it, and he's just treated so rubbishly. And, of course, you know, injuries haven't exactly helped this case, but that, like, just just get injured doesn't mean WWE is still, like, checking to the curb. Like, come on, WWE. Come on. Like, it's, it's honestly sad. Like, it makes me sad. Um, speaking of underutilized talents that make people sad, um... Here's one that I feel like people both talk about a decent amount when they're talking about underutilized talents, but they also don't talk about him enough. Like they mention him, but I feel like they don't mention him. It's it's a it's a it's a hard middle balance to strike. And that is Mr. Chad Gable, a literal Olympian, the second coming of well, not really the second coming of Kurt Angle, 
the second coming of Kurt Angle, but not as good because he's not as good of a wrestler. And he's also not as good as a promo, but he's still so good. Like, have, go back and watch NXT. Watch American Alpha. And, like, I get it. Jason Jordan, like, hurt himself and all that stuff. But you want to know why Jason Jordan hurt himself? Because he was in that, I don't know exactly how, to be honest with you. But I know it was after they split American Alpha up so that he was in a direction that allowed him to be in a match that broke his neck. If he stayed in, with American Alpha, do you think he honestly would have? I don't. Or whatever. I don't know if he broke his neck, but, like. That neck, I, I honestly don't think he would have. Like, I, again, it's like objectifying injuries and saying, oh, well, this would have happened. But I don't think it would if they just kept American Alpha together because they were so good. Even on the main roster, they were good when they started. But now, like, and I, I like Alpha Academy. Honestly, the act they have right now in SmackDown, I'm a fan of it. I think it's good. Like, before that, like, like sh- just, just mention Shorty G, and you'll hear, like, audible groans from any wrestling fan. And it, it's honestly, like, it's just incredibly underutilized, Scott. Like, it's it's kind of sad. It's kind of bloody sad night. Um, yeah, it, it sucks. It really does. And, like, the amount of good matches he's put on, mostly in tag teams. I, I will say mostly in tag teams. But, like, um, versus um, the, the men now known as FTR and NXT uh, multiple times. Did they ever wrestle DIY? I hope they did. I really hope they did. Um, and then they were to I, I to be honest with you, I don't know a ton of American Alpha matches. I just know that they were awesome. They were like one of the like great faces in WWE. Do not hardly ever, hardly ever do not. They hardly ever do WWE babyface organically get over genuinely as a babyface. American Alpha are one of the only kind of people to do that. Um, genuinely get over with their kind of like Super Saiyan nerds. I, I think yeah, Adam won't be described it best. He described them as Super Saiyan nerds. And they just, WWE just kicked them to the bloody curb. Let's do one more WWE, because honestly, we'd be here for all, we'd be here all day if you're doing WWE. But, you know, I'd, I'd like to reach out and kind of try try my hand, though it will not turn out well for me. Try my hand with some AEW talent that I think has been underutilized, because that could be both fun and scary. So yeah, um, one more WWE. Honestly, um, who to pick? I'm the U.S. WWE talent. Uh, there's so many that come to mind. You know, Jeff Hardy has been massively underutilized in his um current run. Um, I was thinking of NXT call-ups. Um, Karrion Cross's main roster run already been underutilized. He lost to Jeff Hardy in like two seconds. Um, what else? What bloody else? Who else? Why? So I talk up this big game about how WWE underutilizes everyone. And then when I actually have to think of one, I'm just like, well, I can't think of anyone. So, like, I, it's, it's honestly sad. Like, who else? Um, who else? Who else? Who bloody else? Me? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Um... um um, who is it under Julia? I'm just trying to think of one. Um, 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 I can't think of anyone. I, I honestly can't because I, t- when I say the show's off the script, I mean it's off the bloody script, mate. Like, who is an underutilized W? I guess you could say Dean Ambrose later in his run was massively underutilized. But I don't 
that was kind of like creative frustration. Yeah, I guess it was kind of WWE. Um, Braun, I guess. I'm just trying to think, like, who was released recently? The Iconics. They did have that tag team title run, though. So, um, I mean, I'm not saying WWE should have, not should have released them. Like, WWE, if you're going to release someone, I'm not saying you should release somebody. I'm not saying, don't release anybody. Just keep things the way they are. Like, AEW, just watch them. They probably, they have way more wrestlers than you. And you don't see them releasing everybody, like, week after week. But, um, if you have to release someone, release someone who, how do I say, how do I say this without getting people mad at me? At least someone that people don't like. Like a, I don't know, I'm just going to go out on them here, Nia Jax. If you have to release someone, release like Nia Jax because she's honestly holding like people in your woman's like division back. And like, oh, people are like, well, it ruined the tag team title. They're the world's tag team. Mate, that title picture has been ruined since 20. When were they introduced? 29. That, that title division has been ruined since 2019. Like, honestly, they should just get rid of those titles. Because they're really just holding, like, people like Shayna Baszler back. And honestly, I think Tamina could maybe be something if it wasn't. And Tamina, like, Tamina's trash. Like, you people, you cheered for her at Mania. And I think I might have ranted about this on the show before. The people that chanted it on at Mania, like, this is your fault. Like, I don't, I don't think this would have happened if it wasn't for you. Like, Honestly, it's your fault what's happening. This tag team champion. It's your fault. It's you people's fault. Yeah, that's right. I just cut a you people promo. But it is. Like, this wouldn't be happening. (laughs) It wouldn't be happening. Oh, man. Now I'm just sad. Now I'm just sad. Um, What else? Hmm. Hmm. Did you hear, by the way, I... um, uh, yeah, okay. So I talked about, now I'm just kind of going to go off script for a bit because I already did the, um, I already did the whole underutilized talent thing. And now I just want to go off script for a bit, um, and kind of just talk about wrestling. You want to know what I thought about yesterday when I was just kind of hanging out? Um, WWE, um, what am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? WWE, um, um, WWE, like, universal title matches at the Royal Rumble have never been bad. They've never had a bad one. Because, so, uh, titles introduced in 2016 at SummerSlam, so that it wasn't defended that year. 2017 at the Rumble, they had that really good, like, Extreme Rules match between Reigns and Owens. That match was really good. Uh, 2018, I believe it was, yeah, it was 2018. Um, it was that triple threat between Strowman, um, Kane, and Lesnar, which was just, like, Beef City, just this massive hoss fight of destruction, and it was really good. And then 2019 was um Lesnar versus Balor, which was it was quick, but it was a very fun match that actually had people believing for a second that Balor could win the title. Another very fun one. 2020, you had um the Fiend versus Brian in that strat match, which was also very very good. And then um 2021 this year, you had Owens versus Reigns in that last man standing match, which is genuinely one of my favorite matches of all of the times. It is very, very good. So yeah, um like Universal Title matches at the Rumble are always like kind of classics. You wanna know something I've noticed about the Universal Title? I feel like it's always kind of the same people in the picture. I feel like it's always like like across the run. Like of course we've had like Finn Balor be champion for a day. And like other people, like who else has been champion? Um other than kind of the people I'm gonna talk about. 
I guess Strowman was. I'd kind of um, include him. But I feel like I feel like the universe title picture has always circulated around like Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, and Brock Lesnar. And maybe it's just me, but I feel like it's always kind of circulated around them. Like I feel like other than them, the, the title picture is kind of just people who like maybe they'll win the title once, but other than that, they're not going to really do much. But, like Roman Reigns, um, Seth Rollins, and I feel like they're like the like t- touchstones maybe. I don't know if that would be the right way to say it. Like, the kind of cornerstones of the division, I guess. Even though there's supposed to be four corners and there's only three of them. But shut up. It makes sense. Whereas the WWE Championship, I'd say the cornerstones of the division right now are probably, like, obviously Bobby Lashley because he's champion. Um, Not really Drew because he can't even challenge. Uh, Not Goldberg because he's not a cornerstone. I'd say, yeah, I'd, I'd say that doesn't really... Just because there's so much his- more history there, it's hard to have a proper cornerstone. Whereas the Universal title has been around for like five years. So you definitely can have a lot more cornerstones. Mm. If you just heard me sniffing, it's because it smells very good here. It smells like popcorn, even though it's 7.49 a.m. I don't know why it smells like popcorn, but it smells very good. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And I love popcorn. It's probably my favorite food, to be honest with you. Anyway, off topic, off topic. Um... Yeah, um, I, I don't really know what else to talk about in this picture. Well, let's do a classic. Brett looks at a pay-per-view card and judges it based with like a year's perspective. Let's look at Backlash 2020, the card, and just give a quick little review of it. I love doing these. They're fun. This is probably my favorite episode to record, even though it's kind of hard because I just like I can always think of things before, but the second I start like properly thinking about them. Like, when the second that camera hits, I just have, like, selective memory loss. And, like, I remember, like, all the bad things. But then when I actually have to, like, say something, like, I have to talk about, like, oh, let's talk about one more WWE person who was underutilized. And my brain just goes that. Even though, like, I could have said, like, I could have, like, I could have said, like, see, even now, I can't think of anyone. But, yeah. um, Anyway, let, backlash. Let's just go over all of the matches and just 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 talk about them Ooh, just talk about them. i'm on wikipedia right now that shows just how 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 professional this is so uh pre-show pre-show match uh andrade which with angel garza and um i'm sorry apollo crew defeats andrade uh for the sing- singles match for the wwe us championship um it was on the pre-show so i assume it was fine i mean it's Andrade and Apollo Crews, it was pre-show, I assume it's fine. Recently, WWE pre-show matches have been, like, okay, but not great. So, I assume it was solid. Uh, first match in the card opened with Bailey and Sasha Banks um, defeating Alex Bliss and Nikki Cross and the Iconics, they should have never been released, in a triple threat um, tag team match for the women's tag team titles. Uh, I feel vividly remember that being a fun one. Not great, but fun. Um, Sheamus defeating Jeff Hardy via pinfall. Um... And it's just a singles match. I remember that one being pretty... I remember it being a really hard-hitting match. Their feud was pretty good. Because they had that one that was good. I believe they had a couple matches on SmackDown that were fun. And then I thought the Barroom Brawl, their last match together. I thought that's one... Probably the most underrated cinematic match that's been done in the pandemic era. I thought that was really good. Um, ooh, but then on to the worst the, the worst stuff. Uh, Asuka versus Nia Jax ending in a double count in a Raw Women's title match. Uh, obviously, it was probably not great because it's Nia Jackson and also it ended in a double countout. And then we have a uh, Braun Strowman defeating the Miz and Morrison in a two-on-one handicap match for the Universal title. 
I remember this match actually being okay. I remember, because this was still when I was, like, a stupid wrestling fan, and I hadn't learned about, like, dirt sheets and, like, probability. I kind of thought it was real, to be honest with you, which makes me sound like a massive idiot. But I just started watching. And there was one point in this match where Miz and Morrison hit, like, a double-assisted skull-crushing finale, and I genuinely thought that they were going to win the titles. And I'm, I, I, I was, and I still am, a giant Miz and Morrison mark, and I was like, oh, crap, they're going to win. Let's go, baby. Um. And then we have Drew McIntyre defeating Bobby Lashley with MVP for the singles match for the universe, not Universal WWE title. And this is the one where Lana like gets involved and Lashley got divorced with her like the next night on Raw or something, or maybe it was the night after Money in the Bank they got divorced. And this was kind of like the aftermath of that. People, I've heard lots of people talking about how this match is really good. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I think it's fine. It's just not. I'm, I just don't like it a ton. And then Randy Orton defeating Edge by pinfall in the greatest wrestling match of all time, everybody. This match, though, is genuinely very good. I think if they didn't write it as the greatest wrestling match of all time, it would be looked as genuinely one of the greatest matches of all time. But I think that they actually booked it as that kills it as a match. Guess how long this is. So second second longest match on the card is Jeff Hardy um, defeating Shamus via pinfall in, in 16 minutes, 50 seconds. This match is... Almost 30 minutes longer than it. It's 44 minutes, 45 seconds. It, I genuinely do not remember that, it being that long. I remember, I think it's a really, really good match. I think it's quite very good. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's it for really today's kind of just like, you know, just off the script. Uh, Wrestle Ramble. Just kidding. That name's also already taken. But uh, yeah, that's kind of all for today's episode. Stick around after the show for kind of my final thoughts on WWE releasing Bray Wyatt like a bunch of idiots, which kind of already tells you my thoughts. Um, But yeah, I'll see you there. Welcome back to the Suplex Show with Brett A. I'm your host, Brett, and it's outro time. So my final thoughts on WWE releasing Bray Wyatt is, no, don't do that, WWE, you idiots. What are you doing? So anyway, yeah, shouldn't have been done. WWE should stop underutilizing all the talent. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's really all for today's, um, episodes. Episodes? Uh, today's episode of The Suplex Show. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Wave, Breaker, wherever you listen. And, um, give us follow, or give us follow on those platforms, too. And if you would like to, head to those other platforms and give us follow there, because we can use all the followers that we can get. Um, also make sure to, what am I trying to say here? Um, also make sure to... Give us a five-star review if your platform allows it. And if not, head to another head to those other platforms if you if you could and give us a follow there, because it'd be very helpful. Um also make sure to tell your friends to listen, tell people on Twitter to listen. Yeah, the more listeners the better. Um if you want to send something in, send it to the suplex show at uh, gmail.com and I will make sure to read it out on a show, because that'd be quite fun. And uh that's kind of all for today's episode. Um Thanks for listening. Also, if you send something in, make sure to include a name to chat you out by. Uh, it can be your real name, a fake name, or a wrestling name. It doesn't really matter to me. Just make sure to include it. It can be about wrestling, life, you know, kind of whatever. Or constructive criticism on the show. Or a name for this series. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. I'll see you tomorrow for the recap review show. Or sorry, the review preview show. Got a name for that one. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye!